0: production of the tone Network. This is Laser Knees number 92, Rise of the Dad Joker.
1: I'm Aleph. And I'm Sono. This is Dino Knight Sentai Ryu Soldier, Episode 11, The Burning Quizmaster, and Episode 12, The Burning Mirage. Our writer for both was Yamaoka Junpei, and our director was Kato Hiroyuki, who is a more familiar name to Sentai than the last ones we were looking at, and to Laser Knees, um, as he's directed at least one episode of every Sentai between Geki Ranger and now, with the exception of Shinkenger. Uh, he didn't direct on Shinkenger, but ever since Ghost Sager, he's been directing at minimum kind of ten-ish episodes, if not a few more, and often getting to direct within the last five episodes and shape the finale of nearly every Sentai he's been on since Ghost Sager.
0: Yeah, you said the name, and I was pretty sure we've talked about Katsuhiro Yuki. Was, was that the head director on Blue Pot, or I mean, clearly they did some I episodes don't... of Blue Pot.
1: He did some episodes of Lupot. I don't believe he's been the head director on anything.
0: I'm just pretty sure we've said some nice things about him.
1: Yeah, he's he's done around 10 to 14 episodes of pretty much everything since Ghostsager. So we've definitely discussed him multiple times. Rock.
0: Um, so then, like, I'm just gonna take a, a thing, speaking of directors and Lupot. I was gonna mention it later, but I've just—we're about to t- start talking about the the bad stuff. So I just want to say I miss Lupot's uh, weird, bloody cameras. Not weird, great cameras. Just the the swooping effects. It it's not a it's not a thing this show's doing wrong. So it's probably not even fair to call it a bad thing. I just miss it.
1: Yeah, I mean. We have had a couple good bits in Ryu Soldier, but it's not nearly, like, the strength of Lupot's cinematics. Like, if Lupot had anything going for it, it was its cinematography.
0: Definitely. I mean, I get that this that that is, I think I feel like a lot of what they were trying to do in Lupot was use that to emphasize the the gritty action, you know, gritty and massive air quotes, but it's a very, for a Sentai, it's pretty down-to-earth. Whereas this one isn't going that way, because this is not a down-to-earth Sentai. <laughs> but um, having got the not-really-a-problem thing out of the way, let's let's get into our beefs with these episodes, because we got a couple. Of course, that said, uh, I'm really excited about Dad Joke Robo.
1: I, d- I did love this arc. Um, my biggest problem with it, And frankly, my biggest problem with Ryu Soldier as a whole thus far is I kind of wish Melto would stop being the butt of the joke. Like, all throughout both of these episodes, he's getting attacked, or chewed on by Tiramigo, or attacked, or attacked. And while the jokes themselves in the moment are pretty light and kind of mildly amusing... They happen a lot in these two episodes, and they've happened a lot over the course of 12 episodes, and they add up, and it feels kind of bad. Like, it it doesn't feel great where, you know, Melto gets hit by a sword because they think he's a mook, and, they're, and he has to stop and be like, y'all didn't hit me on purpose, though, right? Like, please tell me y'all didn't hit me on purpose. Like, that feels bad when he's constantly having this happen to him. Yeah, like, once...
0: Once you could be like, oh, hey, I didn't realize it was you, but with the, hey, man, just tell me you didn't do that on purpose. Like, why would he think that unless, yeah, that's, that sucks. I mean,
1: like, the only person who's ever been the butt of the joke is Asuna, which was, like, two jokes about how much she eats, and those jokes were gross, and we called them out. But it feels, like, they are far fewer than... The times were meant to laugh at Melto. And, like, they've never made fun of Ko or Toa or Bamba the way that they make fun of Melto, and it feels like the show is just generally arbitrarily mean spirited in his direction, and it's kind of getting old.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not fan- a fan of anyone being the butt of the joke in that kind of way, but if it's going to keep happening, I. I need to see that stuff get a little more evenly distributed cuz I love them all and I just I don't want to see the two folks who were star who we started the show with get turned into the objects of ridicule this quick like look it it often happens especially once the the extra hero shows up which like does that happen here I don't know we'll find out much later but I just I don't like when people get turned into Objects of ridicule, because that just that's not fun.
1: So the bit of Ui's dad passing out for like a second and then info dumping about Dime Volcano felt weird. That's yeah. I'm I'm counting it as bad for now, only because it seems like it came really out of nowhere and there was no real even hint of an explanation. But if it's something they choose to build upon and, like, drop bits and pieces of what's up and have it, like, keep happening regularly and it's something we're going to find out about, I'm willing to turn around on it. Because it could be a very interesting plot thing. But could be. in the moment, it felt very sudden and like they couldn't think of another way to get the exposition in Even though literally the next thing they do is have Melto bust out a book about it that he has literally already read. (laughs) He read this book once and, like, just couldn't remember about it on his own, I guess? Like, I'm pretty sure he could have just been like, Oh, hey, a, a quiz fire dinosaur, that sounds like a thing I read in a book once. Which is exactly what happened, but we had to have Ui's dad, like dream speak about it for a minute first and this story has been so tight up to now that i feel like it's the first piece of a puzzle that they're setting up especially with the weirdness of ui's dad in the opening theme yeah so i feel like there's something going on there and i'm not sure exactly what but i hope they keep a good pace with it and keep adding to it bit by bit instead of dropping it here and putting it aside for a dozen episodes and then dropping a bunch more of it and then putting it aside for a dozen episodes and then dropping all of it at once onto us at like the end of the show yeah
0: i don't i don't like when they do that and i I know that i personally keep suspecting we'll find out that the dude is an even more elder version of the village elder or the host. To a spirit that is some kind of ancient Ryu soldier or fallen knight or something, but it was it was just really clunky the way they did it, and I just I don't want it to be a thing that we have to remember in like eight episodes. Well, I say eight honestly. If they went that well, that'd be fine. I don't want it to be like uh, Zamigo. Hey, this guy's important. Okay.
1: My first guess was, like, the Elder projecting through him or something, like, Gosei style. Like, the way Gosei did with the kid's dad at the end of Goseiger, since we haven't seen the Elder in, like, a hot minute. But there was really no indication as to what it could be, so who knows?
0: I I feel like if it was, my thought was, okay, if it is him, you'll at least let us know with, like, a kebab joke, right? I thought, like, I think that'd be great. He's in the middle of giving a exposition through psychic powers and just oh wait, hold on a second. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll be fifty yen. Cool. Thanks. Have a nice day. Enjoy. Anyway, like I was saying, I think that'd be great personally. But
1: <laughs> that like I would love that. That would be a great joke.
0: But yeah, it was just very bang zoom, here, here's what's going on, and now we're done. Which I mean I guess that's better than if they had given a long winded exposition, but like you said, he had the book, so There's a middle ground, and they just... This time, they weren't there.
1: Yeah, I'm just... I hope it's something that we're going to consistently build with. So, I don't dislike episode 12, but the pacing feels very weird. The whole episode feels kind of oddly slapped together, like they just needed a way to pay off the last arc and get Dime Volcano onto the robot. Like, there's all these disparate pieces... There's Tiramigo being jealous of Dime Volcano, but it only really comes up in, like, the beginning and end of the episode. Like, Tiramigo doesn't really run away. There's the victim being Ui's high school friend, and then Ui kind of info-dumps his life story at us about how he wants to be a film director, but he has to be a firefighter because of his dad. But that's basically just a tacked-on explanation of why the Minosaur's ability works the way it does, instead of an idea we're going to explore as to why forcing himself to be something he doesn't want to be made him miserable. We have Banba bringing up that he reads Ko's kindness as being naive, but then they kind of brush that off as a joke, even though during the robot fight, Wiesel brings it up again. And because Ko can't attack the images of his friends... But instead of having that be a moment where Bamba realizes that, you know, Ko's kindness is an asset that he should aspire to somehow, this moment is also played off as a joke because Ko will just hit Melto. Which, again, not here for the let's beat up Melto jokes. Yeah. So that itself is a problem on several levels. But it's just, there's so many elements here that would be great episodes on their own, but they're kind of all just slapped together to move us along to the end of this bit of narrative and it feels like yamoka somehow got around not having to do the robot fight at the end of the last episode and only really had that but still has to do it and he only really had like five minutes planned because it was just gonna be a robot fight tacked on the end like it always is but he had to stretch it into a full episode now, so he just kind of used scraps of other ideas that he wasn't sure he could make whole episodes out of mm. And it's not a bad hole.: No, it works, but it feels a little like it's held together by scotch tape, three paper clips, and a rubber band.:
0: I Yeah, I can get with that. still though, like I enjoyed the episode, but eh, I will I will agree. The pacing was a bit funky.
1: Like, I, I enjoyed the episode as I was watching it, and then I got to the end, and I was like, what happened in this episode? What was this episode actually about, though?
0: That's a uh, very good question. Yeah.
1: And, like, the thing that felt the weakest and the most like Yamoka couldn't kind of come up with another crux for this episode and was just kind of trying to fill it out until the robot fight was in 11. Weisel had this whole, dramatic, awful kidnapping plan to use Dime Volcano's only friend as a hostage, in which he ties a seven-year-old up to a bunch of bombs and threatens to murder him in order to get Dime Volcano to submit to working to him. And then in 12, where he's still after the same goal... He's just like, hey, Dime Volcano, here's a pretty dinosaur girl, but if you want her phone number, she's on our side, so you gotta join us. Like, what?
0: Yeah. What? I mean, I, I love it, but it, it's, like, I, it's that out that of concept left field.
1: That in itself is, like, really funny, and but this is up against episode 11, and it's like, Weisel had such a better plan, like, 20 minutes ago.
0: Honestly, like, I'm just gonna say that I bet the first one wasn't even Weisel's plan. It was Kureon's plan, and Weisel took credit for it. Twelve, however, a thousand percent his plan.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, this, like, Girl Dimetrodon wasn't even real, so... Clearly Dime Volcano would have found that out in, like, five minutes when he tried to actually, like, go over to her. And when he found that out, wouldn't he just, like, set Wiselin the Minosaur on fire anyway as soon as he found that out? Like, it's it's just such a weird joke plan that doesn't mesh at all with how serious things were getting Dime Volcano into the show.
0: That I had... I confess, like I had, I had the a little more time between watchings of the episodes, but man, watching them back to back, yeah, that is messed up. <laughs> I, y'all, y'all just almost bombed a kid to death, and now we're just haha ha, laughy times. I mean, I, I will say, tonal whiplash aside, though, wow, that is some that's some Juran, uh, level uh, tonal whiplash. I do have to say I kind of like the idea that Dame Volcano is he's just he's he's a weird old grandpa man and he needs one of his kids to help him set up an online dating profile. Just like bisexual icon Mae Parker. But like like look, I'm not I'm not defending him being like a weird old grandpa who not even weird. He's just he's a he's an old single he's an old single guy, he would still like to go play the field. I like that. I just, I could at least see it being a thing. Like, that's his subplot, is that, like, bisexual icon May Parker, he just, dude just wants to get out there and play the field. But also, I feel like you would know, because you were built around the same time as all the rest of the Dino Knights, like, how many of you were there? I I figured, if nothing else, it, it probably worked because it was cinematically appropriate for the script Weisel was using. And thus, the Minasaur's power works particularly well on him because it's in the cadence of a weird movie, kind of. I mean, like, that's a stretch, but... Uh.
1: It's... I, again, like, it's it's the kind of thing that would have been fine on its own or that I would have even kind of let slide in a more cohesive episode. But there was just so many things going on here... And then suddenly it's like, also, here's a girlfriend for Demon Volcano. And I'm just like, what? There I'm trying to figure out too many other things for you to put this in front of me.
0: It's, yeah, that's fair, dude. Um, but I think that's all the, the problems we had. Now we can get into what worked in these episodes, which, spoiler warning, uh, it's a fair amount.
1: Most, most things, quite frankly. Um, something really fascinating about episode 11 that we haven't seen in a very long time and definitely not in the period that we've been recording this show. Episode 11 had no robot fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was weird. I liked it, but weird.
1: It's I mentioned it briefly because again, uh episode I feel like he kind of managed to talk them out of it putting it in 11 so he could maximize that time and then had to do it in 12 and just tried to sweat stretch like five minutes into twenty minutes, but normally in an episode where they'd want to focus on something big that would need a robot fight, but, like, they'd want to get the robot fight out of the way so they could use most of the time on the plot. They'd just stick a short robot fight in at the beginning. Yeah, they did that in Lupus like
0: a few times. Pretty often, I think. Do Ranger did... did it near the end.
1: Yeah, Q-Ranger would do it a lot. Lupot did it pretty frequently, I think. Which, you know, not a bad plan. No,
0: I I always appreciate those episodes, because it's like, oh dang, some drama's gonna happen in this one, here we go.
1: But this time they just put the robot fight aside altogether and used their entire time slot to set up and play with introducing Dime Volcano, and the lore behind him, and who he is as a character, and what it means in the grander scheme of things... And I really appreciate that. And I know it's something we keep bringing up, but, like, the future of the franchise rests upon Ryu Soldier, so I keep expecting the show to be a little panicked and trying to force things and doing everything in the safest way possible. But they're actually taking some pretty unusual narrative risks for Sentai, and those risks keep paying off. Like, not only has the story benefited from just allowing themselves to not spend five minutes on a robot fight. But I also heard that the d Volcano toy sold out pretty much immediately when it was released. Really? So, like, clearly, kids were down with that episode.
0: I mean, look, who doesn't want cool old grandpa robot dinosaur who's also on fire? Who just, hey, you're recovering from surgery. Let's, let's do some dad jokes, and I'll, I'll just kick it with you so that you're not alone the whole time. That's, I, I love DMA Volcano, yo.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's a,
0: he's, a, he's a good dude.
1: I also like that they've kept up with their own pseudoscience of the temples being located in places of neutral magnetism, which I'm pretty sure are not real. But, like, I kind of love that that's a thing they've established, and now we see... Toa and Banba out with a compass and when the compass starts getting wonky they're like, oh, this is this is neutral magnetism. There must be a dino knight here. Like, I shouldn't have to bring up that I enjoy a show making rules about how it works and then sticking to them but Zio is right over there.
0: Y- yeah. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Oh. I want to like it. I really do. Why is it fighting is, kind
1: me? kind of do like it but then they keep doing things yeah
0: yeah no there's yeah oh
1: T- take your shots because neutral magnetism actually reminds me kind of or the, the way they set up neutral magnetism kind of reminds me of Bokenger, in which they kind they set up that the each of their vehicles that makes up the robot has a precious in it and that's what they use to power their suits so if something goes wrong with the robot they can't transform and they that comes up several times and it leads to them like not being able to transform for some reason or like something goes wrong with the robot or and they can't do stuff and it's you don't often see them establish something that is Probably factually, like, not a thing that makes sense, but the show just believes it so hard well, it... that I'm like, yeah, okay, neutral magnetism. The places like that probably are real.
0: Yeah, stuff like that establishes stakes, if nothing else. It it's, it's a way to build- you can build a plot on it, you can build tension on it. I mean, not to go back to Zio for too very long here on Laser Knees, but- the, the, what was the, Gates Revive? Yeah, yeah, the Gates yeah, Revive 4? Yeah,
1: Gates Revive.
0: There's a lot of great drama you can do with a poison upgrade. Hey, I can use this to do a bunch of cool stuff that is very helpful, but also, uh, this might be the time that it kills me. That's, even if it's false drama, even if you're pretty sure, oh, they're not going to kill that kid. It it adds something. And I don't know what kind of stuff you can do with neutral magnetism as far as building stakes, but the fact that it continues to be a thing means that we can work with it later on.
1: Well, it's like they could find a site with neutral magnetism, and they could find the temple, and the Dino Knight is already gone. Where is it? There, you've made the tension.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Or... Like, there's, there's things you can do.
0: That we found the site of... Oh! Oh, here's one. The Druidons, they've figured it out. They've figured out, okay, we can't get these dino knights, but if we find where the Dino Knights are and just drop a giant chunk of iron there, we might be able to hide the the new upgrade from the Ryu soldiers. Which is that as good as having it for ourselves? No. But, but it's it good that they don't have it. Exactly. I mean, that's, there, boom, that's another plot.
1: Yeah, look, two more Dino Nights down. We're we're writing this for you, Mr. Toei.
0: Oh, John Toei, please, please continue to make this show be good. Don't, don't do what you do to so many things, Mr. Toei.
1: So I love the bit where, like, Toa and Bamba go to Ui's house and are explaining, like, oh, we found this dino knight, and he gives quizzes, and he sets people on fire, and we don't really know what's going on. It was super weird, so we came here. Like, Bamba in particular seems so out of his element that all he can really do is sit, like, slightly off to the side and just stare off in a completely different direction while toa explains it because he's like this is far beyond what i'm capable of this was not covered in training i am going to sit here with my arms crossed and my legs crossed and i'm gonna stare at that wall over there y'all can figure it out
0: he knows what he's good at he knows what he's not good at but he's still showing up to try and I know from experience how rough that can be, but also how sometimes it's it's just good to have a moment where you go out and try to be a people, even though you don't feel like being one at the time. I'm not saying everyone should go and make themselves uncomfortable all the time, but at the same time, sometimes it's just good to be out among other humans. Sometimes. Not not as often as people say. But no. I have... Sorry, I, I would keep going, but... I have to take pills so my brain doesn't implode on itself. So (laughs) I probably shouldn't be giving people advice based on my gut feelings of how the world should be.
1: (laughs) So I think I've mentioned this, but I'm also really glad that Toa and Bamba have reached a point where they can just, like, go to Ui's house and have some coffee and be invited to eat. Uh, Because I don't know where they're getting food from otherwise, and I was very worried about them. Like, Bomb is still horribly out of his element because it's a social setting and he only knows one person there. But, you know, he's shown up. He's trying. And I'm also glad that, like, we can leave him with a host for a Minosaur and not have to worry about it anymore.
0: It's really nice. And
1: they find the dude (laughs) in 12 and then they're like, oh no, the Minosaur's giant. And they're like, okay, Melt, you just go. You just go. Uh, Toa and Bomba will handle this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, that's not a thing I have to worry about." I'm like, "Okay, good. We've we've passed the murder boy stage."
0: Probably for the best. Well, absolutely for the best. I, right? I'm glad we're done with with him doing so many murd. Well, him wanting to do so many murders.
1: I do love that. Like the explanation for the missing page is not some big, crazy mystery, it's just Asuna accidentally ripped it out because she was bickering with Melto. Like, I feel kind of wonky about another bit that's the two of them bickering, but also it was kind of a nice moment that established more history between them, and I'm content that it ended with Asuna's reaction being, well, Melto's so smart, he doesn't even need it. So there. And then everyone agreeing that, like, yeah, Melto's the smartest dude in the room. And we all believe in you that you can solve Dime Volcano's quiz. Of course you can. You're the smart one. Like, in contrast to my problem with Melto being the butt of a lot of really mean-spirited jokes, the joke of everyone believes in Melto too much is actually kind of charming and fun. And the joke isn't like they believe in him too much and he's actually dumb— It's that he's too smart and logical to grasp the absurdity of a dad joke.
0: I- it was such a great bit. The deer in headlights look on his face.
1: And, Uh. you know, then everyone realizes that they've put too much pressure on him to be the only one to solve this while we all just stand in the back. And Asuna and Toa, who were the main ones who volunteered him for the job, immediately jump in to be like, oh, well, no, we'll we'll read these books too, and we'll all do the quiz together. Like, that's how you make a cute, fun, not demeaning joke. Like, just please don't make them keep writing everyone as, like, kind of mean to this poor child.
0: Yeah. Because, honestly, on top of everything else, him caving in as much because of the pressure as the absurdity of the dad joke, that's... Like I'm not going to lie that whole scene was like a nightmare I have had. <laughs> just I would just spent the whole time like, yeah, Melto. I I know you feel bad. I would feel bad too. You're you're doing your best, dude. Like big move there, kiddo. Yeah.
1: But in connection to that, one thing that I thought was cute and very interesting is that the actual graphical metaphor for for everyone's expectations had, you know, like the big the big red chunky Blocks and, like, the the pink and green fonts, and they all land on Melto and turn to stone, and that's how he's weighed down under the expectations. But the black font just kind of drifts off past him. Like, Bamba expected Melto to be able to do it, because he did agree, like, yeah, you're the smartest one in the room. You kind of... you seem like you would get this. But he didn't outwardly pressure Melto. He wasn't like, yeah, you have to do it. You're the only one that can do it. He was just like... He just kind of nodded and was like, "Yeah. I believe you can do this." And that's why his expectations didn't weigh on Melto, and I thought that was subtle but very sweet.
0: Look, they they got some clever people doing their work on this show. Uh, again, I'm glad this is the crew they've got to save Sentai cuz I have to imagine they're doing a good job of it. This is some of the best Sentai in a long time. And like, and I say that, As if I didn't love the last one. I mean, for all for all Lupot had some problems, and it 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 had some problems. Sakuya, it was a real good Sentai.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I love Lupot. I love Q Ranger.
0: Yeah, well. I mean, Q Ranger is an emotional roller
1: coaster. Um, I mean, the the highs are high, but the lows are low. Yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm still deeply fond of it because the really emotional bits of that show worked and were like my favorite characters.
0: Boy, when they let us have our favorites.
1: I am still mad about Echidna though. Sorry, Toei. You you ruined the only excuse I had for you on that, so Yeah. I now now I just get to be mad about it.
0: Look, they they've had plenty of opportunities and I've not heard I'm sure someone would have told you if they brought her back for a thing.
1: I assume they're not going to ever because Toei has to hold something over my head. Yeah, sadly. But uh, we've kind of touched upon this a bit, but Dime Volcano is a concept that I am deeply, incredibly weak for. He's a big, horrifying monster of unimaginable power- who couldn't be controlled and was ultimately sealed away because his creators feared him. But actually, he's just a big nerd who makes dad jokes and wants friends. And that's my favorite thing.
0: Oh, it's it's really beautiful. And I just spent the whole time, they were explaining his his whole deal, flashing back to this one bit in Nier Automata, which, uh, if, if any of y'all have a, a the PS4 or an Xbox One, Y'all, y'all play that I know the designs look horny as heck and uh, look I can't I can't say that the camera isn't it's not as bad as it could be but nah, nah. it's a beautiful game it's wonderful you just your mileage may vary on the designs but there's there's a boss that has that as their tragic backstory so I'm just after a fairly recent go of seeing the tragic backstory version it was nice to to see that oh hey he's Instead of, like, being crazy with loneliness and despair, it's more he crawls out and he's just he's just a big nerd and he uses dad jokes to help other people not feel alone. Because, I mean, I'm also a sucker for that, because on top of everything else, he's just sneaking into town to the hospital, which how is he sneaking? How is no one screaming at this giant robot? And it's just, oh, hey. What's up, kid? How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I, like, I want the... I don't need the episode where they meet. Because I just, I'm just imagining he's just trundling on by. And he's just, hey, kid, you okay in there? Y- yeah, who's that? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Mr. Dime. Uh, what, what's, uh, what's going on? Uh, I had to get some surgery on my eyes. Can't see a thing, it sucks. Oh, Yeah. Well, you know what else sucks? And then he'd, like, just drop a, I don't know. I'm really, I'm getting really lonely in here. Hi, Lonely in here. I'm Dime Volcano.
1: It's just, Dime Volcano is valid and perfect. And I hope that when he's not helping to fight, he, like, they shrink him down so he can go hang out in Haruto's house. Or he just, like, sits in the park to tell dad jokes to Haruto and all of his friends. Like, he just hangs out with this kid. All the time. That's what I want for him.
0: Same, same. And honestly, if I know in previous Tokusatsu shows they've had like subplots about the the like the junior like there was the 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 writer scouts or whatever, and I know that's sort of fallen by the wayside. I kind of want there to be the like the junior Ryu Soldier League, so that it could just be Dime Volcano taking this little bunch of human kids around the world, as just, hey, what's up, I'm their giant Dino Knight, uh, stepdad? No, I'm not your real dad, kids, I know. And he's just telling dad jokes and showing them the world, and how, like, what's up, you can be cool to people, and you don't have to be afraid of people just because they're big. Yeah, it's just, it's real nice. I like that, I like that big dude. The,
1: the fact that the kid was named Haruto made me think of Wizard. And now I want Dime Volcano and Chimera, who is my other favorite member of this archetype. If y'all have never heard me talk about Chimera. God, I love him so much. But I want them to just, like, hang out and swap stories about being sealed away for, like, hundreds of years and then freed by some big friendly dope whose only four brain cells do not include survival instincts. (laughs) And how that that's their best friend now.
0: It still is a shame that Common Rider Beast didn't get his own show. He would have worked so much better.
1: At least a Beast Returns movie where Phoenix breaks out of the sun and then Chimera eats him so that it solves the Chimera-needing-to-eat problem. Yeah,
0: that'd be that'd be beautiful and wonderful and would make everyone happy. If it wouldn't make everyone happy, it'd make me happy, and that's the most important.
1: It, it would make me the happiest person, and I would... I would be able to let my animosity for Kamen Rider Grand Prix go, if they gave me that.
0: That's- that's mighty big of you.
1: I would be able to- uh, it would still be a bad movie, and I would still- I would still hate it.
0: As his problem. But I
1: would be able to stop holding a grudge. Makes sense.
0: Oh, as a weird aside, okay, um, a thing about Haruto, and also Toei's weird thing- well, not even weird, it makes sense- but also Toei has a costume budget like a high school drama department because uh, the shirt Haruto is wearing is the same one worn by Shingo, the, the, the kid character in Kamen Rider Heisei Generations FOREVER! So if you haven't seen that,
1: look out for it.
0: It's, it was a funny little detail.
1: I also noticed that, and I noticed it at like the most inappropriate point in the movie to notice that. Like, it was some big emotional part of the movie. And I have to, I had to stop and was like, that's the same shirt as the kid from the Dime Volcano arc.
0: Amazing. But I'm I'm glad it wasn't just me, but yeah.
1: I think he, I think it was when they, like, he was in the pod.
0: Oh, wow. Which
1: I don't really understand how that worked, but I'm like, okay, hey say Forever, you do you. Because then he doesn't have, like, the winter clothes on over it. So you can see the shirt, and I'm like, is that the Dime Volcano Kids shirt? Yeah, I was. This is a bad time for me to be thinking about that. I was.
0: Thankfully, I had noticed it before then. Cause, but I was just like, and this is going to sound really weird, but I'm just like, I'm stopping it every now and again. It's like, that's the same yellow. That's a dinosaur. If it says, well, I think it was rock monster or something yeah. on one side,
1: it says, like, Rock and roll dinosaur or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It says like rock something.
0: Yeah. And and then during the the one of the times where he's running away from another double. Which by the way, Sono. Thumbs up, thumbs down on another double. I know we'll do that on like a Oh thumbs up.
1: I I adore like the profile is just a whole face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: It's Great
0: suit. I lost. I lost my sugar. Anyway, we, uh, I,
1: I may just add that to the. Let's uh, yeah. We'll, we'll just do that. The new suit roundup. I may just like toss it in the new suit roundup. Yeah, next let's, week.
0: Let's do that. I like that because uh, I could but talk I do about. do think
1: we're gonna have a, a gap in episodes coming up soon? So we may just talk about the movie.
0: That I'm for it because it's real good. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it then. It's fun. Yes, it's fun. Absolutely. It's one of the best ones they've done. But, as ever, I have notes, but this is Laser Knees. Sentai, giant robots with lasers on their knees.
1: Uh, but it absolutely broke my heart that Dime Volcano was so scared of losing his only friend that he would, like, make excuses and run and hide at the thought of Haruto being able to see him. Even though, like, the only response my brain could come up with was, like, you dope! That's a seven-year-old, and you're an actual dinosaur. He's only capable of loving you. Yeah,
0: on well, like, on top of being an actual dinosaur, he's an actual robot dinosaur who can also make himself be on fire and be okay. And he tells horrible dad jokes that only a seven-year-old can make sense of. I mean, that's... That's some, that's some like, god-tier imaginary friend stuff. And, like, I want the episode where the kids at school are, like, shoving Haruto and being like, yeah, there's no such thing as a giant robot dinosaur who breathes fire and tells terrible jokes. You're stupid, Haruto. And then, like, he's crying because, like, ah oh, they don't believe you. And then Dime Volcano just, like, comes trundling in. He's like, hey, first off, that's rude as hell, kids. You apologize to Haruto. And not just because I am giant and scary and am totally capable of burning your houses down with a thought. We're very sorry, Haruto. Cool. Now, kids, then then it's time for them to answer some dad joke quizzes without getting lit on fire. And then they're all friends. Because, hey, we're sorry we laughed at you. It, Especially since it turns out you were right, but we shouldn't have laughed at you anyway, because that's a really jerky thing to do.
1: This is a seven-year-old. You're a dinosaur!
0: I don't know if there are seven-year-olds who don't love dinosaurs. Because I feel like everyone should have a period in their life where they're just fascinated by dinosaurs.
1: I have never known a child to not be fascinated by dinosaurs. I have never met one in my life. Yeah,
0: it's like a dragon, except everyone agrees. Oh no, these totally existed. They're they're giant, they're cool. What do they do? They just run around and eat things, like what each other, and sometimes they get into fights, and then everyone gets into, like everyone just starts going super super excited about, okay, but could a Triceratops take down a Tyrannosaurus? And those are the those were the best discussions. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on. But yeah, no, he's, he's a giant he's a giant robot dinosaur guy. <laughs> But in fairness, he doesn't know humans. The only people he knew were the Ryu soldiers. He doesn't know that dinosaurs are the coolest things ever.
1: That's fair. He has only ever met the Ryu soul tribe and they did like lock him in a cave. Yeah. Poor guy. And speaking, speaking of that, I do love that the first thing Code does when he gets to talk to Dime Volcano is that he apologizes for that and was like, that was a really awful thing of us to do and it was unfair and we shouldn't have done it even though Co himself was not involved in that he wasn't responsible for it
0: and it's right like,
1: he should his first instinct like normally wouldn't be to apologize but it's the first thing he does yeah, that's
0: it's right and it's proper because here's the thing you want to inherit the title of an organization guess what that means you're like, you're taking on its sins as well as the things that are good. You, you gotta own up to them and try and make it better going forward, and good on co for that. That was, that was real good.
1: Yeah. And it, it's one of those things that I'm glad they're showing kids. Like, even if you personally didn't hurt someone, if you're part of a group who did, you need to acknowledge that and keep that in mind and do your best to be in that person's corner, especially regarding the thing they were heard about. Like, what an appropriate message for this day and age. Right? And, like, on top of that, even though I kind of joked about it before, I like that the follow-up to that message is the message that someone isn't scary just because they look kind of different or seem intimidating on the outside. And something about... Bamba seeing all of that, seeing that conversation, and seeing Ko be kind like that to Dime Volcano felt good. Because Bamba's still kind of emotionally working his way around the group, and his feelings about Ko in particular are very complicated, because kindness is kind of foreign to him, and it's something that's gotten him hurt. So he's lost the value in why anyone would want to be. But he keeps seeing Ko do these things over and over, and he's seeing the impact that Ko's actions have, and it's making him rethink all of these ideas that have gotten twisted up in him. Like, Bomba's character arc is subtle and kind of slow, but it's very clearly present, and I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I confess... There was a part, just hearing about what he... If you put him down on paper, you explained he's antisocial, he's kind of pro-murder, he doesn't like talking to people. I wouldn't like him, but actually, he's my favorite. Honestly, he's everything I wished I could have been when I was, like, ten, because he's the coolest dude.
1: He really is. I'm very, very fond of him.
0: And who doesn't love a good redemption arc, but and the upside is we're pretty sure he hasn't actually done many murders so he doesn't actually he, he's not even being redeemed he's just having the face turn but it feels like a redemption because the first time we saw him he's like oh hey that Ui is Ui's the, the thing? oh not Ui, the puppy lady, right? I forget I, I know, Ui was yeah. Lost. okay, that's right <laughs> oh hey, your friend there is the, is the monster, huh? it's cool, I'll just kill her like... <laughs> He he goes from, it's cool, I'll just kill the, the person who is the Minosaur, At, to the point where, like you said in this episode, they're just like, Hey, you, you look out for that guy. You got it.
1: That was great. I also love that like Ko puts on he uses the 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 reusal. I was I kept wanting to say like dino key, uh, because it's it's a ranger key, it, but it for is,
0: dinosaurs. Yeah, it is a dino key. That is what it is.
1: I love that Ko uses it, and Kureon, the blessed genius that she is, is like, you know what I'm willing to put up with today? Not this! And just walks away, because she's got way more stuff to do than get burned to ash 11 episodes into this show.
0: Look, she who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. She is the smartest of all the modern Sentai villains, and that is that is a fact. That is a rock yes. fact
1: that is she is way smarter than any villain we've ever covered on this show
0: which admittedly is the same as much, much as but...
1: as much as i love naria like as much as we are fond of naria and gosh like naria still worked for that guy yeah like i feel like Kurian is not willingly working for anyone here like naria made her choice and stuck with it her
0: choice was just bad. Gosh was just like, okay, but you'll let me do obscenely evil experiments on the humans if I work for you? Cool, alright. Like, she was getting paid at least. But, yeah, no, none of the, the villains were very smart in uh, Q-Ranger. Yeah, no, I... Kureon is, without a doubt, the smartest. Because she just, she just wanted... I feel like a lot of it is that she probably just went native at some point. I feel like she was probably the advanced guard. There's so much stuff they could do. I want to know everything about Kureon.
1: I'm not sure Kureon is a proper Druidon. Okay. Because they all have this little symbol on them. That's true. That uh, Kureon doesn't have. I'm not sure that she's a proper Druidon. I gotta, like... Maybe she's I'm not... from another
0: planet. Because we have Possibly, introduced other they, planets.
1: that's where the juridons went. They went into space. They may have just, like, found her and brought her back.
0: Aw, I really like that idea. I, I hope... I I hope that that's the case so that Kureon can get some revenge. Because, uh... She deserves it. Also, okay, speaking of that upgrade, that Kureon was so smart to be like, Nope! Peace and out. Bye. <laughs> I do hope we find out that Demi Volcano is a power-up that can be shared. Because, like, look, I get that Ko gets to have him, because he did the unafraid bit, because he's too stupid to be afraid. But also, decent enough to apologize, so I can't actually call him stupid. Anyway, Demi Volcano is orange, and no one else is orange that we've seen so far. And, like, the only color I could maybe see that looking bad on would be green. Uh, And that's, of course, with with me not having full-color vision. But uh, let's just see that power-up get shared around this time, huh?
1: Like, since it's just armor that's placed on top of a completely normal suit, I feel like it's very possible that they'll either be passed around or everyone will get to befriend their own new dinosaur buddy, which I'd be cool with. I'd be down with that. As long as everyone gets a power-up, I don't mind if it's not passed around, but I just don't want it to be like, only Red is getting things, or, and maybe the sixth will get one, because, man, it's... It's been a hot minute. Like, remember in zuo when when uh, Yamato got Gorilla, and he flipped up the helmet, and I was like, oh, you can see the hinges on everyone's helmets, and they just... No one else ever got one? That never happened. Man, remember that? Yes. Remember how... How i'm still bitter
0: well i didn't remember how you were still bitter but i i am also that way because that's nonsense
1: i'm mad so like i don't even need like everyone to use dmae volcano but like if if everyone doesn't use dmae volcano like give of uh, everyone else some other dinosaurs yeah, i bring in five more dinosaurs i'm
0: i'm here for that definitely Because especially if everyone gets their own upgraded dinosaur friend who can also talk. Because I feel like, you know, Anki Rose and Trican, they don't talk. Okay, the new ones better talk. I will allow for so many things if, like, Melto gets a cool surfer dude dinosaur who will teach him how to be chill. And also can get, like, I don't know, an Apatosaurus that she can just be strong with. Because I I, I don't know how her and Anki Rose hang out, but you know they hang out.
1: Yeah, like, go full Ranger. Give our crew each a secondary buddy who will help them with one of their shortcomings, or teach them to value something about themselves that they may not, which would work with Asuna, because she's kind of skittish about her strength. Like, give everyone a second dinosaur to help them through that stuff. And then you can take those other five dinosaurs and put them together to make another robot. That way no one gets shortchanged and no one gets left out, and everyone gets their moment to shine, because that's how you save Sentai, folks.
0: Yeah, it is. Everyone- because the thing is, everyone has a favorite, and your favorite isn't always the red. The whole crew should get some love, because that's what the whole crew's there for. Otherwise, why are they there?
1: Yeah, otherwise, like, why aren't you just making a common Rider?
0: Honestly, like, I- there's some- there are a handful of reds I think would Kamen work Riders better as Kamen Riders. And some
1: where I feel like it would still be a bad show.
0: But that's neither here nor there.
1: But uh, get, keep it on things that are good. Going into episode 12. Tiramigo being jealous of Dime Volcano was cute yeah, as true. Like, he just... He loves Ko very, so very much. True. And he's like, no, but attention for me, though. Why are we not paying attention yes, to me? Yes. Like, the fact that the Dino Knights are basically just big armored cats yeah, is wildly endearing and makes me wish that, like, the other main four could talk. As much as I'm very, very fond of mere Needle just honking, like, every time they show him and he just honks, <laughs> I start cracking up. It's the funniest thing. I think especially because he's with Bamba. But, like, I just, I kind of wish that the other four could talk so we could yeah. get stuff like that for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Agreed. But I, I will say, just that bit where he's just, he's just trying so hard to make everyone love him again, I just—that was the moment where your boy finally found a character for whom I have the exact kind of affection necessary to refer to that character as my son. Tierrmigo is my son, my beautiful human adult son, and he's powerful, and I love him. And and while I also wish the other Dino Knights got to have that bit more personality, especially since Demi Volcano just sort of—he's you know—he's big, weird, dad joke robo i just i at least appreciate that if they're not going to let them all talk it's down to our our recurring red mascot and of course the upgrade dinosaur who will probably disappear within an episode or two once the deal is established to be the the dino knights to represent for them and make us love them and it works (laughs) it's working really good because my son is a precious baby uh either way as as far as things I liked with that whole scene. I also want to give special love to Tiramigo proving that he can do a quiz just as well as d Volcano. They all reacted like it was a different thing, but no. No. It was the same quality of question. Would you- yeah, I, mean...
1: I I feel like d Volcanoes are a little more like like turned at like a 45 degree angle, but boy's got the spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah he's a little confused, but he's got the spirit, because I- admittingly Dime volcanoes are like, hey, just plumb the depths of your soul and come up with an answer. Whereas Tiramigo's was, all right, what do you eat when you get hungry? Oh, food. You got it. Oh, seriously though. In that moment, hats off to the suit actor and whatever puppetry crew is making Tiramigo work. Because okay, here's the thing. It's like suit acting. I know on an intellectual level that 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 it's. When, when Ko turns into the, the Ryusoul Red, I know he's not actually turning into that guy. That's There's a special effect, and there's a different person entirely in the suit, and they just overdub him, and it does the magic. Just like, I know that there is a person in the Tiramigo suit, and probably like a puppeteer or something working the mouth, or something, because... All I can think is, otherwise, that'd mean the dude would just be bent forward the whole time, and that sounds absurdly uncomfortable, but I, on on a gut level, I'm 100% taken in. I I react to Tiramigo like it's a person, and just, hats off there.
1: I react to him like he's a big, weird cat that can talk in broken speech, because, like, you're right. you're You're not wrong at all, like... His timing and the puppetry is all 100% spot on. And if it wasn't, like, none of this would work.
0: Not even a little. And and it's just, just from the moment he bites Melto's leg for attention, the whole scene was perfect. I know that we're sad that Melto keeps getting the butt of the joke. But at the same time, on that, that cat logic, on small child logic, yeah, that's how you get attention hey, everyone, pay attention to me. I'm going to act out with teeth. Poor Melto, though. But it was such a perfect thing, especially since he precedes it with, like, just right after he's, like, they're talking about Demon Volcano, he bites Melto, and they're just like, that dude's got a bad attitude. He's a jerk. Said said that guy who just bit a dude.
1: (laughs) He's a baby.
0: Yes, he is. He's great. I I love 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 him. He is my perfect son. I'm very proud of him.
1: So, a bit that was really cool was when, like, Kurian was laughing and then she, like, stopped herself and, like, covered her face and was like, Oh god, I'm gonna get hit again. And, like, she and and Wise was like, Girl, what are you doing? What's wrong? I thought we were having a moment. And, you know, they kind of discuss how Tank Joe would get mad at her for joining in in the maniacal laughter. And it's this nice moment of establishing how much Kurion's relationship with Tank Joe affected her and how different Weisel expects their relationship to be. And normally, like, once some once a main boss is gone, the minion would just kind of move on to the next boss as if the last one had never really been there. Like, there's a short transition period, but we're way past that, and we're seeing these details of events carry over and affect how Kurion relates to people she's meeting past that. And that's a cool detail. Like I'm wondering now, like what part of Wiesel of her relationship with Wiesel is she going to carry, carry over to the next person? What part of tank Joe is she going to carry to the next person? Yeah. It's,
0: it's great and fun and good writing, but Just Kureon is just the best. I know we've already said it, but she really is. All she wants is for some respect. And for just a second, you think Weisel's going to be the one to give it to her. But alas, for Weisel, Because Kureon is going to stick around, Wisel ain't. (laughs) Especially not with spending all that time disrespecting the person who makes all those great Minosaurs for him. Which I think, honestly, I say that... I think that only furthers the idea that Koreon is not a druidon, at least not a proper one. It's like the Crisis Empire, just grabbing people from their homes, picking them up, saying, okay, you're a druidon now, we're going to go take over Earth. But whatever, I just, I really want Koreon to be the final boss. Having learned so much from her previous higher-ups, and with the ability to make those great Minosaurs, she will be a force to be reckoned
1: with. I mean, like, I desperately hope that's where we're going because she's clearly noting all the places her superiors are screwing up and is frustrated by all of those, like, all of those points as they happen. So, like, if they were in her way, this show might already be over and the bad guys would have won.
0: Which, look, I'm here. Kareon is working very hard and I'm only not in support of her winning because that would mean... You know, the death of all life on Earth. Because that, that'd be kind of a bummer. I mean, that's coming anyway, but... Uh, oh, let's not get like that. I'm sorry. Anyway, I just... Uh, I love Korean so much. Um, Although, I, also- I will say, if she can just become the greatest villain on YouTube, that'd be fine too.
1: I could live with that. Uh, I adore the bit where Melto is explaining to Toa and Bamba that Asuna and co. are cheering up Tiramigo, which is a thing I wish we were shown. But, you know, that goes back to my problems with the episode. But Bamba's just like, well, he could just assert dominance on him, but he's too nice for that. What a nerd. And, you know, Melto and and Toa are like, you know, he's he's nice. And it works for us. But it's just... It's the most I'm-not-helping-because-I-like-you-or-anything sort of line that's come out of Bamba's mouth. And I adore just how much he clearly knows he's wrong about this point, but, like, everything he's been through, he can't admit to that, because he's like, nope, logically, that doesn't make sense, because I got hurt because people were nice.
0: Yep. Honestly, I... Especially when you bring up that Ko's opening line to Dim Volcano is, hey, I know our people locked you up for a long time, and that's really messed up. I know I wasn't there, but I'm really sorry our people did that. Like, that's... You know what? I, I like that Ko is leading with that lesson, and maybe that's one Bonda can learn. Because, again, apologies shouldn't be that big a thing. All I can think, though, is that while his Spinosaurus might appreciate someone else trying to be the alpha dog, I really laugh at the idea of someone believing for a second that Tiramigo would respond well to that, especially after Tiramigo was given the gift of language, because I, I, you could do it with with a bunch of, like, kind of brutes, because I don't know what you're capable of, and I don't know what you're thinking because I don't speak your language. We're alright, I'll listen to you because you're being big and scary right now. Okay, I think this is what you want? Cool. But he can talk now. That said, I, I, much as Banba has what is 100% the wrong thing, because again, at this point, Tiramigo would just bite your leg if you tried to assert your dominance on him. He just would. And I'd support him in that. Like, I support him in all things. But Banba just, he wants to help, but he is prevented by how much he also wants to be a jerk and Look, I can relate that's that's real,
1: so the idea, idea that the Minosaur can project an image onto smoke because his host is a firefighter who wants to be a film director is such a cool idea. yeah, it especially really when is. then they're like, "Oh, but it's actually steam instead of smoke because he hates fire. And not only is that like steam is not a harmful thing, Steam is made of water. So it's kind of the opposite of fire. Like, there's so many concepts right there that are great.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's so good. Over here, we just, we kept busting out laughing as we started realizing all the different intricate clockwork levels of it. It's really good.
1: And it's, It's just such a shame that it's so glossed over, because it's such a cool ability that, Like, was used to some really interesting ends in eleven, and was really wasted in twelve. It could have been a really cool way to have, like, Asuna or someone else have a, like, getting closure for their dead mentor episode. I feel like it was something Yamaoka wanted to do some cool stuff with, and Asuna's line of, like, that sounds too complicated was someone at Toei telling Yamaoka that kids wouldn't get this. So, like, they shouldn't make it the focus of an entire, like, episode. So he's like, okay, well, it's, or, it's like, one of those ideas that he couldn't stretch into, like, 22 minutes, so he just kind of threw it in here.
0: Yeah, I think there's... I think that idea's got some legs, because, if nothing else, that sounds too complicated. Was a great moment for, for Asuna, because she's not the brains of the outfit. But at the same time was kind of out of step with how happy the show is to be that little bit convoluted here and there. Which, look, that's not a problem for me. I love that. And honestly, I imagine the kids would too. And even if they don't, hey, they'll learn to start thinking about things and wondering things. And that's good.
1: Yeah, I don't, it's it just feels like a bit of a wasted idea.
0: Yeah, it really does.
1: Though I do adore the bit of, like, Tiramigo getting tricked by it and then sulking, and Ko is like, You dope. That cat might be cute, but you're my cat, so clearly you're the best cat. Like, I'm sorry I keep framing this in terms of cats, but having had, like, m- one emotionally dependent cat after another over the years, man, that's what it feels like.
0: I mean, look, if a cat could talk, I would probably also call that cat my son or my daughter, you know, depending. But. Like, I don't do that for my cat, he's just, you know, he's my cat. He lives here, we're bros, we're friends, but, like, if he could talk, yeah, he'd be my son. My very frustrating, emotionally over-dependent son, who honestly kind of sucks sometimes, but still I love him.
1: Um, so Giant Ui is the greatest gift any of us have ever been given.
0: That's very true.
1: That was a miracle. Um, uh, the whole bit was fantastic, and I wish it had gone on longer, um, especially since it ends in, but he'll hit Melto with a sword. Though I did love seeing Asuna just throw a robot. That was big mood.
0: Yeah, especially since, like, that's a thing she can just do. I mean, she could do that at normal size. I think that should have been enough to just make the illusion shatter on the face of it. Okay, okay. And also, I know that that then leads into the bit where he just hits Melto, but I do want to say the comedic timing on on the on the the reaction that he had it's like oh hey don't worry about it you can hit and then he's just already doing it <laughs> and then he's just I didn't even get to finish saying it was okay and just melto just collapsing to the ground like look not a great moment in the in the whole thing where yeah melto gets gets to be the butt of a lot of jokes but at the same time the timing was spot on. That was hilarious.
1: Like I admit it got a laugh out of me because again like the joke on its own wouldn't be a problem and the timing is so good. It's just like then it happened and I'm like, "Oh, but this is a this is another one of these jokes. We've already had like 3 of these today."
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not great as a uh is a thing that's going on a lot But I still really enjoyed it
1: Seeing practical Fire effects on Dime Volcano's Weapons Was really cool Like it caught me very off guard Cause like we haven't seen something like that In a long time I think
0: No we have not It has like, been a minute I've,
1: I do not think There has been one in any Post Gokaiger Sentai that I can think of like, Shinkenger feels like it would be the last time that we really would have had one because Takeru was so fire-themed, like, specifically fire-themed. But I can't remember any time specifically where it happened, so I'm not 100% on that.
0: It's It's been about a minute since I watched Shinkenger, but I don't remember it either. But yeah, it was a heck of a thing to see, because it's like, wow, that is, that is real fire. That's not computers. That is... They lit those things on fire.
1: Yeah, like I know it's something I've seen before, but it's it was
0: it's a been while a ago. Yeah. Although I do want to throw out how, on top of everything else, I extra love Dime Volcano because his the the spines on his back turn into a friggin' saw cleaver like from Bloodborne, which means that the Dino Knight Demon Volcano is now my favorite Dino Knight form because. When I play Bloodborne, that's my main weapon. There's a lot of longer-reach ones, there's a lot of weapons that hit harder, but none of them are a SAW. It's a big old rusty saw on a switchblade handle. Honestly, that's why I wanted to play Bloodborne, because I wanted to fight monsters by just taking a saw to them. Anyway, uh, that's perhaps way too much about me, I don't know. Um, let's get to our predictions, cause some stuff went down at the end of 12, and it's got at least my head going some places.
1: Yeah, uh, so Gysorg finally showed up. Right. And I feel like we got a lot more personality out of him here than we did back in Strongest Battle. Yeah. Like, I I can't remember if he even really talked in Strongest Battle, besides being like, okay, which one of you is the strongest? And I then he, that was about he'd it. just start fighting. Like, I I don't think he really had a conversation with anyone. But here, like, Geysorg is just sassing Wysel left and right, and seems to have his very own, like, his own very clear agenda and plan. Like, he's got his own thing going on. So, I mean, here's hoping that Ryu Soldier makes better use of Geysorg than Lupat did with Zamigo. Because be he could be a really fascinating background threat if he keeps playing his hand under the table while things are going on in the foreground. But he does need to keep playing his hand. We do need to keep, like, seeing him and have him kind of wander in and out. Maybe, you know, fight everyone sometimes. And then they're like, whoa, who's that guy?
0: I Look, I'm here for it. Because, honestly, the energy they gave him just popping in was amazing. And okay. I do have an off-the-wall theory for him that just popped into my head basically just when his foot hit the ground because it made, made like, a mecha sound. You know, which makes sense because he's an empty suit of armor. But here's my pitch for Geysorg's origin. I don't know if this is a calling it thing, but if this ends up being what happened, I want it on record. I called it. Geysorg was created the same way that Dino Knights were as a kind of human scale, last resort, if something should happen to the Ryu soldiers. Because if something happens to the Ryu soldiers, there's just a bunch of Dino Knights locked up who can't save the world if the Druidon come back, right? So, you just, you make a suit, tell it to find the strongest human warrior, and use that strongest human warrior to make the new Ryu soldiers to pilot the robots, because someone's got to. But, of course, between that programming being kind of vague and how it's been literal millions of years of waiting, one day he just he gets unsealed or wakes up. Maybe they didn't even bother sealing him away because, you know, you don't want to seal away the last resort armor. It's, you know, just let it go out and do some stuff. But at some point, it, it becomes sapient or something like it. Just figures, hey, I'll just... Go out and get the world ready, even with the Ryu soldiers. Cause you know what's better than one army of superpowered people who can drive these giant dinosaur robots? Two armies of people who can drive the giant dinosaur robots. Then his creators tried to like shut him down, or destroy him, or seal him away, and boom—you've got a background villain slash possible sixth.
1: I mean, look, that ain't a bad thought. Putting him, like, halfway between the Abba Ranger Berserker armor and Gosei Knight? I love Gosei Knight. Me too. I love Gosei Knight.
0: But it's just, otherwise, why would he look like a clunky armored version of the same thing? I just never really thought about it until this episode. Because he hadn't been around to make me think of it.
1: Yeah, like, it's- there's a lot that could be going on with him- and I'm very excited for what it could be, I just really hope that, like, it's better than Zamigo.
0: In that it's, like, present
1: at all? Like, Zamigo and Bard.
0: Oh, Bard, that was...
1: Just, you know, have him him show up, have him pop in, like, oh, they're getting a little too close to beating the Minosaur. We need that, and have him just kind of, like, pop in and whack a couple people with his sword and be like I'm Geysorg. I'm strong. And then just walk away. And then, you know, a couple episodes later, two, three episodes later, pop back in and just you know smack someone with a sword again and be like hey, I'm still here.
0: And also, still strong.
1: And then, you know, they can go to Ui's dad and to the Elder and be like, hey, what's up with that? And, you know, Ui's dad is like, oh, I don't know. That's weird. I'm gonna research that. And the Elder's like, mmm. Well, that's some stuff. I would really rather not talk about it.
0: Uh, which is the best kind of thing. Because, you know, if the elders don't want to talk about it, it must be cool. But yeah, it's just... I'm, I'm very excited to see where they go, because so- something about him having that little bit of personality got me super excited for Geysorg. I couldn't even tell you why.
1: Because he's, like... He was a cool idea before... But if he's gonna be, like, a big figure in this show, he's gotta just, he's gotta be more than, like, a non-person. So now he's cool and also a person. Which,
0: yeah, that's a good way to be. Uh, so then, having having dropped out some theories, uh, do we have any other last-minute thoughts? Other than, like, this show continues tease to be really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still really into it. I'm kind of hoping that, like, the Melto phase will kind of, like, stop. Yeah. The I'd next okay episode looks pretty cool.
0: It does. It, Yeah, I'm really excited.
1: I feel like we could get some cool lore dropping.
0: That's certainly what it sounds like.
1: We'll see what happens.
0: But until then, for the Toll Network and Laser Knees, I'm Aleph. And I'm Sana. And don't get kicked by a horse and die.